Keep 100% of your claim. If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. Keep 100% of your claim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Selic the Funder podcast. We're on to episode 95, which means we're, we're getting so much closer to the big 100. Any special ideas, let us know uh, in the comments. But as always, we mini game to start us off. Who was the top goal scorer for the 1994-95 campaign? Once again, it was the 90s, nothing memorable. <laughs> nothing I've great. got to remember the 90s, according to the older fans. <laughs> I, can't, well, I wasn't there to begin with, so, you know. Well, you you just made the arse end yet, did you know? Yeah, 97. Aye, I so was there when we started getting good. You should remember, uh, you should remember you were born. Come on, he's I guess. Um, he's a name anyway. Van Hoydonk. No, it wasn't Van Hoydonk. Kieran, do you have a guess? No. I'll give you a clue. The passing, the moving, the tempo. John Collins. John Collins was <laughs> the top goal scorer on the 1990. Many goals. Uh, he scored, oh God, see, the Celtic wiki, we were just discussing this, it's a horribly designed website, so I don't actually know. Um, 12, maybe? I think it was maybe 12 goals. Aye, 12. Because the season before was Pat McGinley with 12 as well. So we were really struggling at the time. 12 goals in 45 games. It's not great, is it? <laughs> no, not a great record. And probably um, for him it was a good record, but at the same time, you know, it's, nah, it's not... It's that not season we finished fourth in the league. Uh, but Tommy Burns did lead us to uh, that Scottish Cup win, very famous Scottish Cup win, so, you know... I actually did look up John Collins today, funnily enough. Do you know he was the first ever player to score in Adidas Predators? Really? Mm-hmm. Quite an interesting <laughs> fact. That's, that's, that's what they can it's, it's a weird correlation that Aye. that name and then on this podcast has been brought together. I'm glad I can give you that information. That's quite a fun fact, actually. That's like something I expect to see in the chase soon, and like the answers would be like <laughs> two. There you go, Bradley. I'm already doing like your Ronaldo, R9, and like, I don't know, Franz Beckenbauer or John Collins. <laughs> <laughs> the answer John Collins. Anyway, let's get into business because we've got a lot to discuss today. Uh, Celtic are back. The international break is over. Um, Ryan McGinley, it's nice to see you. And How's you? your throat? It's all right. How? I was just. Jude Bellingham was down there, it seems. Halloway ah, Coyce was there as well. Um, ah, oh, Coyce was in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, he was, he was doing as much as me, but I, I don't see what the problem with calling a spade a spade is, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, no, he's, he's just a really good player. Nah, I seen you, you were ranting and raving about him. I thought I had to. I deleted it because you're not allowed to um, no, be I'm positive not. about it. You're Scottish, mate. I'm not going to get, get a tribalism in it. Aye, I exactly. tribalism. You should know your tribe. Terrible. Keir Nold, how are you doing? It's nice to have you back on the left hand side. I know, but that's true. It's been a long time since I've been here. I can't mind the last. I mean, it would have been probably episode 93 because it was Calvin the last one. I but can't even mind when that was. Aye, can't even mind what that was previewing. Eh, it was probably before we got. It was uh, before they draw at home to St Johnson. St. Johnson uh, how things have developed. So talking about it was the perfect thing to kick on. And, <laughs> but I mean, they were in, in a situation where we got the result that should hopefully kick start the season. Yep, that's exactly what we need. Um, 
to kick start our season and, and Dundee's a massive part of that uh, tomorrow um, it's a big game uh, so we're going to just kick us off straight away with that let's just jump into the match preview because it's the same old kind of cliches in the same old kind of style of thinking when you come into these games at Celtic Park Ryan Dundee we can't repeat the same mistakes that we did against St Johnson it's a game that Celtic quite simply should be winning yeah, bread and butter at home. Got to be winning these games and winning these games comfortably at the end of the day. I look at these games as goal difference makers. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be putting four or five past these teams. I don't think that's been disrespectful. It's just what probably should happen. You look at the gulf between the two sides. Although Dundee maybe haven't had the results that they wanted at the start of the season. They have actually been playing okay in a number of games. So, yeah, they'll be looking to cause an upset like St. Johnson did a couple of weeks ago. But I do expect Celtic to come... With, with fires in their bellies basically after that result at Ibrox and, uh, and set the heather, heather light to be perfectly honest Yeah, Kieran, it's a newly promoted side we haven't seen Dundee for, for quite a while uh, after they spent a, a season in the Championship but as Ryan says, they've came up they've looked no bad they, they're a side who can probably cause some problems but it's a side that I remember, was this not one of the teams that Ange Postacoglu had a bit of fun with? Did we not win? 5-0, it was Kyogo yeah. So it's the kind of team where you feel like you'd want to see something like that, but there's a there's a, a challenge there. I mean, I was speaking just two seconds ago about how the result against Rangers could have been the thing to kickstart a season. I think this is an even bigger chance to prove that, because obviously the game's a bit more open against Rangers, but this is, this is a game to right the wrongs and what's happened against uh, Kilmarnock in the Cup in St Johnson at home you're playing against teams that will sit in and defend and we'll, up in this season we've not really looked up, up to breaking these teams down so I think this will be the chance to prove that it was just a bit of rustiness try to get used to a new system and things like that and hopefully this can be the the springboard result that can, we can just kick on from and put this sort of thing to bed about is no being able to break down a low block and things like that because you've got Levy away coming up as well and <laughs> if we won it today at this weekend it's just going to raise more questions into that but hopefully we're on a wee bit of positivity now and we can carry it on for the Rangers game it's just a shame that it was two weeks ago and you've not really been able to I mean, the momentum's still there, but it feels like it's been startled Aye. a wee bit because of that gap. I like that you finished on the note of positivity, because one thing that I did want to touch on was the fact that you were only on the last podcast, so you mm. never got the chance to speak about the kind of toxic atmosphere. I mean, we were leaving the St. Johnson game, and we were just saying to each other, this is horrible, like, just that way that it was. But that Rangers game, the result there, I think... When you judge it online anyway, it's done a, a really good job at mm-hmm. kind of bringing everybody back onto the same page. Yeah. We can't afford another result that leaves people leaving the stadium the same way they were no, uh, against St. Johnson. Going into that Rangers game, I know a lot of people won't want to admit it, but that, that was on a knife, knife's edge because if the result went against us, I'm not saying it would have been anywhere near the reaction that's happened in Ibrox with their fan base, but it certainly would have been quite toxic to be fair because a lot of people before that Rangers game were saying it maybe wasn't the right idea to get Rodgers back and a lot of people are running with that sort of narrative so I'm not saying if we got beat at Ibrox it would have been the level of meltdown but I still think there would have been a bit of outcry to be honest because there's a lot of people getting on the team's backs and that and rightfully so the performances were honking but I'm glad that it went in our favour and all that meltdown happened there there because Really couldn't have been doing that. You're saying like it was a negative feeling coming out of Celtic Park after St Johnson at home, and I'm just glad it's hopefully been put to bed. And we can this this weekend is the chance to just yeah. cement that, and we can just kick on for here because you'd really don't want to have this keep on dragging on because you want to find some decent form now that you're getting into the the proper thicket with the fixtures because you've got the Champions League coming up. You've got to be playing a lot more often. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I guess one advantage is we don't have the <laughs> first cup competition <laughs> to worry about, but there still is congestion coming up, right? And I think that's one of the main things about Dundee is as important as the mm. result is, this is really now a big opportunity for Celtic to actually play football. And they gave us indications that they can still do that against Rangers in that first half when the game was a little more open second half of course Rangers had to go for it and we were kind of backs against the wall having to defend for large portions but in that first half there was phases of play where Celtic looked really really good and if you can translate that performance where you're playing the apparent second best team in the country you should be able to do a lot more against Dundee you're just being promoted from the second tier of the country yeah, I would agree with that. It also helps, and I know we'll probably go on to talk about him because he's returning from injury. It took me, what, five, ten minutes to talk about Rio Hidati. Oh, God, aye. But, you know, Celtic's best, best midfielder, almost a dynamic midfielder, is coming back into the fold. I think it's a massive part of why Celtic haven't been uh, fit and firing so far this season. In terms of performances, I just think Hitati brings that, that guile and that athleticism in the middle of the park. Matt O'Reilly has been doing it in his absence, to be fair to him. He was absolutely tremendous against Rangers. I could talk about that performance all day. Cal McGregor was good as well. I thought he was good during the week against England too. He held his own. I thought he was one of the one of the better performers in a really, really poor uh, Scotland performance altogether. But yeah, having Rio Hitati, it feels like that's the final piece of the jigsaw to put him back in the team. I think you'll see a real marked improvement with uh, with regard to performances when, when he's back in the fold. I'll ask you a quick question. Do you think he'll start the game on he's Saturday? He's got to start. I got think, to? Yeah, I think he goes straight back in. You play your best players. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because um, you could play him. You could you know, maybe take the risk away and, and, and save him for the end of the game so that he's fit for Feyenoord. But... Also, the fact that we've got guys like Paolo Bernardo now who's, who's awaiting his Celtic debut. You've got guys like Holm who's left a good impression so far on the Celtic fans. So, Kieran, really, if, if Hitati comes in or not at the weekend, you've still got a, a, a kind of group of players there which should be doing the job. But Hitati, is he the key to maybe getting that fluidity back in the midfield that maybe he's been missing? See, I think we do miss. I mean, I think Hitati is definitely. We always speak about him being the player with the highest ceiling in the Celtic squad. He is just. A, a, I think he's a level above, to be fair. And I think that's why I'm kind of maybe in the camp and no starting them on Saturday because you need to think you need your best players fit. And with all luck with injuries recently, I just don't want to risk. Like, I wouldn't aye, throw him into a game where there's no real injury. need to. I feel like you throw him in against Feyenoord, I but like. I think if you can get away with it, you maybe start that Bernardo. Um, uh, but it's always such a tough one, though, isn't it? Because like part of me, I'm like dead fifty-fifty, but it because I'm like right, I agree with Kieran because I'm like you can see both sides, yeah. And right. then, but the other part of me is like match sharpness, getting uh, you some get his legs, before the make sure he's league. ready so he doesn't come in cold. It's such playing, a hard place to be <laughs> playing for sixty minutes, win the game, ensure that the game is won, and then you can bring on. Home or Bernardo or whoever you want in that midfield position. Do the job first, get the win under your belt, get the result way out of sight, get the goal difference up, and then you can bring on the subs. But I think, you know, we've got to enjoy Hatati while he's here, because I don't think he'll be here next season. No, 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 um, I don't think so. Even if he does sign a new deal, which I wouldn't be giving any, any players new deals now, because it seems that they get <laughs> injured. They, they get injured every time you give them a new deal. So, yeah, I think Carter Vickers can run down his contract. I know he's injured just now, but... Um, yeah, with Hitati, I think he's one of these players that you've just got to enjoy while he's here. I think his replacement probably is here in terms of Bernardo yep. with the option to buy. I think that's foresight. If he does well, if he acclimatises well, then that then that instant change can happen 
between uh, Hatati and Bernardo, which would be ideal for like long term planning. But you know, Hatati's here. Brendan Rodgers has said that he's fully focused with the task at hand. Mm-hmm. I think a fully focused Hatati is the best player in the league. Another question, then, just very quickly off the back of that: Do, do we see Bernardo for the first time on Saturday? I think you'll see quite a number of debuts on Saturday. Saturday, I think it'll be good to see because you've got the three signings that came in in the last bit of the window. You've got Paul Bernardo, you've got uh, Luis Palma, and you've got Nat Phillips. I think all three will at least get on the park on Saturday. I can't imagine any of them not getting minutes at all. It's whether any of them would want to start Mm -hmm. because we know, obviously, we're going to go into the Abada situation and talk about the, (sighs) the the winger ordeal that's gone on. But... I mean, I don't know what <laughs> fed up talking about injuries, but right, we may as well may as well touch on it because then that will lead us nicely into our, our, our starting uh, eleven predictions. Uh, Brendan Rogers confirmed today, in case you've been under a rock and you've missed it. Well, as of the recording, this is Thursday, of course. He confirmed today that Lee uh, Alabada will be out for up to four months with um, a thigh injury. He's torn a tendon in his thigh, so, something like that. He's torn yeah, a arm muscle yeah. in his thigh. Um, while on Israel's international duty, he will be heading to London this week or later next, uh, start next week to get his scans. Um, and then we'll find out the exact details. But it's looking like a three to four month injury, um, which coming straight off the back of a new contract and coming straight off the back of a player who we were all really excited to see this season, it was quite a tough one to take, Ryan. Yeah, I think he started the season okay as well. I think Brendan Rodgers kind of held himself back when he said, oh, he's had a great start to the season because he has been up and down with yeah. his performances. Mm-hmm. He's he's that sort of player. He is infuriating to watch. I think in terms of what Celtic will miss from Abada, I think they'll miss his goal output and his assist output. I don't think his overall wing play is up to much, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think he's just a he's a striker that plays out wide at times. Um, he's got so much development to do on the actual wing side, uh, the wing side of play. But in terms of the goal output, you know you're going to get double digits and goals and assists every season from mm-hmm. him. You won't this season because of his because of his injury, unless he has an absolutely incredible second half to the season. It's a big, it's a big blow, but you know it's in an area where Celtic are quite, quite squad heavy with players. You know, yep. there's guys in there. Look at Yang. Yeah, this is this is Yang's moment. This is what he's been waiting for. This mm-hmm. is why he left Gangmon for this opportunity. Look, I think he really impressed in the the St. Johnson game. I thought he was one of the only players to sort of stand out. He was the only player that looked to take on his man. I thought he stood out against Rangers as well. No fear in his game whatsoever. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in the weeks and months ahead because he will get more of a chance because of a bad injury. Yeah, Kieran, there's a massive chance for, for Yang and then obviously when Marco Tillio is, is ready to join in with the, the football side of things. He's back in training. Right? He's back in training. Um, still got to get this up to speed but it's a massive chance for guys like like him and even Palma mm. on that left hand side because when you when you drop a winger on any side you know the minutes do go up they do need to start right. playing about so I guess with every cloud there's a silver lining see I, don't, I think it's an area in which I mean I've seen I don't know if it was like some Celtic page put up about, I was I going to bring up the, uh, i seen a couple uh, of people uh, saying no, that it was like uh, one of the pages put up I wouldn't name them but everybody will have seen it because everybody jumped right on it uh, straight away because they were saying something like uh, something about the board I mean I, I don't mind a wee bit of board bashing every now and then <laughs> but like when it's merited because they were saying we're light in the winger department and how Forrest and uh, Mikey Johnson are no valid options for the Champions League I'm like, what world are they even in the, in the, the, the breath like when we're talking about the first team here yeah. because you've got Yang 
and Luis Palmer, who are definitely ahead of them in the pecking order. We've not even seen Palmer play yet, and we know for a fact he'll be ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're there, like, people moan about their inclusion, and I've seen people moan about the fact that why did we include Abada in the Champions League squad when we knew he was injured? Because I uh, got put it on Tuesday. The, the deadline to register was the 4th of September. Yep. Like, this, people might have only found out what the squad was yep. a couple of days ago, but this was, this was made 10 days ago, as I'm recording. So, I think it's about unfair to maybe give that criticism out but I think the money to be spent on wingers this summer I think it's annoying for Tilio I think he'll be annoyed that he came in and he's not been able to get, get himself into the Champions League squad because even if he comes in and he's brilliant we can only play him in domestic Clearly. games so that's a bit of kicking the buzz but hopefully we've got European football after Christmas that he can prove himself well, that's in, it. I mean he's finished third in that group then there's potentially another two games which which he can be involved in it's, it's funny enough because it was what somebody put it in early, uh, like season ticket chat or whatever and it was the video of some I can't remember, I think it may have been an Australian it was the video he was like oh he's going to be brilliant in the Champions League nice. he's going to this that next thing and bang he's not even registered so um, but look there's a massive chances, uh, chance for Yang and and you know potentially tell you when he's into I mean, Abada's good. I love Abada, and everybody that watches my channel knows that I rave about him all the time because I really do like him. But there's there's nothing to suggest that he is always going to be first choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? But by the end of these four months, Abada could struggle to get back in. And I feel the point that you touched on, Kieran, about people um, board bashing and getting very negative about it and saying that Forrest and Johnson, yada, yada. I, I, I feel like with our fan base sometimes we're just so quick to jump to the negatives. Like, I understand right. this isn't an ideal situation and I can understand concern. But the way I like to look at it just now is with a bad out, it's not the end of the world. We've not even seen Palmer or Tilly play. We've only seen glimpses of Yang. I think there's more room to be positive right now. Um despite the, the negative that the whole situation is. I'd rather be excited than negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I, I think the, default, the, the default emotion should be excitement. We've got new God, players. Are we the happy clappers? <laughs> especially if it's a winger as well. Right? I feel like with wingers, I mean, the unknown, like certain players, I think certain positions, it's just like they're there to do a job. But with wingers, you can get that sort of, certain bit of flair and yeah, yeah. a bit of excitement. They're the players that get you out of your seats. And that's, where that's where the excitement comes from because uh, even though you're, they're an un, unknown quantity to us right now, I mean, they've all been praise heaped on them for whatever they've came for. Yep. And Mason got the numbers to back it up as well. Signed them for a reason. I'm really excited about Lewis Palmer. So am I. Uh, there's something about him I like. I don't know if it's because he dances with his celebrations. So he's got braces. Yeah, he's got braces. That took me by surprise. Yeah, yeah he's not, we get rid of the grills and, and with the braces. Uh, it's, it's quite a substitution, isn't it? Yeah, but the, uh, he made these, well, it wasn't his ah, debut what? for Honduras, but he scored the Aye, a goal and that. got an assist. So you're hoping that he can do the same for Celtic with so his goal involvement? Just talking about the grills, I was going to bring up the fact that this morning I annoyed myself. Right. I, was just, I was just thinking to myself, God, there could have been a time here for Hacks at his step up. You mm-hmm. know? There could have been an opportunity coming. And no, his attitude, he threw it away. You know? Where is it? He went Stoke. 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 He used to be a Stoke fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, stuff. back in the day. Back when it was probably Brexit football. Good, good FIFA career mode. So, that, um, if you've seen on Twitter the last couple of days, the, I never even knew it happened. The whole Tony Pulis uh, running down the halfway line, halfway through the game, and that. 
Aye, it's because he's more time. Aye, I never do that. It's the honesty yeah. thing. Aye. You started that sentence with too many giggles for my right. <laughs> <laughs> the man's mother died. Um, do you not think Tony Pulis always looked different? You see when he did a post-match? Oh, aye, oh, aye. Because aye, aye. Like he would have his hat and his specs on, and then like when he does a conference, he didn't have the specs, didn't have the hat on. I would have completely changed them. Aye, he's completely like different guy. Or I'm telling you, see, back in 2010, he could have been a, he could have been a select manager. Have you seen, if you look on his Wikipedia page on Tony Pulis, it's about... Two or three paragraphs with Josie Mourinho talking about Tony Pulis saying he's never got a team, he's never he's never been relegated. Yes, he's never won a he's never won a Premier League. It, does, it doesn't always matter about philosophy. If I if I created an English team, that's what he said he would employ Tony Pulis to be its manager. No, oh, well, that's a going endorsement. My former Premier League manager of the year. Um, but anyway, uh, enough Tony Pulis talk. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to your starting 11 prediction. Kian, can you glance? How long have we actually spoke for so far? Just uh, kind of. Uh, just going to 20 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, that's a good time for us to go into your starting 11 predictions then because there is a few topics to, to or a few players to, to kind of dispute. Uh, in goals will obviously be Joe. Um, that's, mm. pretty, that's pretty straightforward. However, back four maybe not as straightforward as normal because despite injuries and, and despite everything else, a good portion of Celtic fans who might argue after an impressive Ibrooks performance, Liam Scales keeps his spot in the side. Does he keep his spot in the side, Ryan? Kian? No. <laughs> I, I, I love how you know just No, like I mean, it sounds harsh on the boy, but see, realistically, you're into a game now, but you want to get your back line sorted for a, a big Champions League game on Tuesday. And if four weeks ago you told any of the Celtic sport that Liam Scales got to be starting away to Feyenoord, there would be riots out of way. So I just, uh, fair play to the boy for stepping up, and it was a massive performance for them, like, to actually hold them at. At Ibrox, so we can applaud them for that, and it will be a streets won't forget sort of performance. But Aye. I think you can appreciate appreciate it and move on for it. Aye. That's it's like one of the, I've seen so many people in my comment session this week saying, "Why you, why do you keep disregarding skills? Why do you keep doing this? Why are you not giving the boy credit?" I'm, I'm that, not giving them credit. That's the sentimentality bug. I, I, I know. In. It's, it's like, I'm like I, I, I just <laughs> want to drill through so many. Like I can't drill it through hard enough, and I'm going to say it for the last time. How many times are we going to be naive about somebody like when they put in? A a good performance like that's a brilliant and then they're not that great it's a Urugi deism and he wasn't uh, even, Conno, uh, the thing is with Urugi he wasn't even good in that bench oh, no, he I was know. constantly out of position uh, the reason why he was shocking. sliding the like, reason why he was is because he was so out of position it looked like uh, it looked like see when you're playing FIFA and you're holding up like it's it it it's just jockeying for an air all the time that's what you're doing and I couldn't uh, believe it when I said no the praise from after that game. Why are we watching the same thing? <laughs> I know. It was a donkey. Uh, um, so, for, is it as simple as me saying then the back four should be Johnston, uh, Lagabelka, Phillips and Taylor? Yeah. That's my back four. So that's both of your back fours. Lovely. See, uh, maybe the whole thing with like, scales, people saying that, like, maybe, just maybe you could say it was an option for certain league games and that. And see, when you look at it on paper, Dundee at home is one that you would... Yeah. Like, but when you've got the Champions League coming up, straight after them we've not had an established back line you better try and get them a game together because yeah. realistically Scales probably like, shouldn't he be but he won't be starting on Tuesday mm-hmm. so you need to get your back line sorted Aye. for Tuesday cover at left back as well in the Champions League because Scales is the back up left back Aye. it's not Burnaby we'll talk about 3.75 he's still linked for left back man we'll talk about Tuesday we'll talk about Tuesday we'll keep that for the end we'll, keep, we'll touch on it a wee taddy um Let's talk about midfield three because Ryan, you mentioned that you wanted Hitati to start. It's got to be that holy trinity, isn't so, it? So, but are you going for O'Reilly, McGregor, and Hitati? That's your three, okay? Yeah. Kieran, you're free. I'm still undecided on Hitati to be honest, but I'm kind of new thinking is it better to get 
getting matched sharp the way we were uh, talking about. But then I'm also part of it with luck with injury. <laughs> I don't know who I would start instead of. If he doesn't exactly. start, I'd want to see Paolo Bernardo. I know, I'd want to see him, but yeah. it's, if Willie's starting. No, I, I'm going to go. I want to see the new signings. I'll go Bernardo, McGregor, yeah. and O'Reilly. I think one of the biggest parts about that is going to be fascinating to see how O'Reilly and Bernardo play together because I feel like they all, whoever O'Reilly plays with, I always feel like it. Changes his game. Mm-hmm. I feel like his game's different with whoever. Do you he remember plays when we were trying to play uh, O'Reilly and Rogic in the same aye, team? Aye. <laughs> just wasn't happening. No, it was not happening. Um, the same player. Got to say, I do like him in that double pivot with Cal McGregor. Though you see him play maybe a wee bit deeper. Aye. Don't want to call it the Pogba role, but he's just because he's tall and lanky. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> hey, Pogba's been done. That's true. Aye, aye. and they don't at Celtic, please. But it's Kieran. Aye, it's four-year ban. Four. Four years? If he, Where gets, that? if he gets found guilty, if he gets found guilty of deliberately doing it, it's four. And I'm pretty sh- don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure what they said the Sky Sports News was: if he gets found guilty of intentionally doing it, it's a four-year ban. If it was non-intentional, it'd be a two-year ban. So if it's a four-year ban, he's six months, and he was at uh, Inter Milan when he yeah. ate something dodgy. You know the excuses, yeah, yeah. but um, I probably may as well just call it a day. He's made enough money. <sighs> He, Kieran was talking about our streets don't forget he was definitely <laughs> streets don't forget especially at Juventus ah, I can, I'm in the streets hope to forget um, part of that but Ken Hag would have fixed him ah, can we try? <laughs> uh, let's see for me I'm going to go for I'm, I'm just going to go with you for what I think will start I think I'm going to go for Hattati O'Reilly and McGregor however I do kind of want to see Hattati just maybe come on at the end uh, we'll see front three then um, bat, a bad is out so is it as simple as Yang, Kyogo and Maeda? Maeda? Yeah. I think it probably will be that. Kind of want Palmer to start. I would like it, but He's see with the time of the game that got played, I don't think. Yeah, there was yeah. already talk that he probably wouldn't ah, be well, eligible to start He's it. He's not like. back until tomorrow. Ah, ah, for so fuck's. that's what Brendan Rogers said in his press conference. I don't even so hear that part. Bench, probably. Ah, should, I, should I send uh, Dermot's private jet out to <laughs> yeah, Honduras? I know. I don't even know if they were playing at home, to be fair. Ah, God knows where they were playing. So that's if, that's our team predictions then. That was pretty straightforward. So as always, I'll move on to the uh, the fun part. Score predictions. I'll start on the left-hand side, Kieran. I want a professional 3-0. Professional 3-0. Not a silly 3-0. Nah, see, it's why they ones where I'm, I'm so used to. Like, it reminds me under like, Rodgers now, like, getting the business done the first half and then the second half is... Just have fun, <laughs> aye, aye. Uh, Ryan. Five no. Yeah, you always like going high, you don't you? Right, I'll settle in the middle. Then I'll go for four. But I hate, I hate. I've got the fear after that St Johnson game because all you sat here like, the exact same If Matt O'Reilly had his striking boots on, he, we would have won it a bit. The goalkeeper was on one. Uh, he looks a good goalkeeper that move. Uh, yeah, what's that? Oh God. Oh, is he a Bulgarian goalkeeper? That's yeah. a TSF. I don't no, know. but I like I, can, I couldn't do TSF now because I feel so out of touch with like <laughs> everything in the league. I, I feel people ignorant. That I don't keep up with like, certain teams. I looked at that league table. I was like, what is going on here? Why? Why are Aberdeen second? I'm starting no. to think I don't like football. I think I just like Celtic. <laughs> so it's like season COVID. I don't even like. The, the Prem that much? No, I, day, I, I, uh, I barely want Unless I've got a coupon or something. Uh, I think betting might have ruined it, to be fair. <laughs> but like, I just, like, during COVID, I was like, I don't think I like football. I think I, I just like Celtic and <laughs> got the games and that. Like getting pissed and singing Rebels. <laughs> <songs. laughs> <Right. Hey. laughs> <laughs> this has gone out to the public. Listen, uh, nobody knows, nobody knows. Um, of course, ha- purely hypothetical. Uh, right, OK, we'll move on then to our half-time quiz for today, which, by the way, Ryan, have you been sent a quiz? 
Full time quiz. I've got the full time quiz. Oh, you got the full time. So Ryan's got a half time quiz. I hope so. Maybe. Hope so. I've no fucking got one. I'm going to start coming up with questions like the Disney quiz and Gavin Stacey. You might need to because I don't think we have a half time quiz. Who's going? Who won't Um, Let's see. Nope, I don't. Aye. I'll double check in case he's sent me off as well, but I think he has. I think we're fucked. Eh. Kieran's enjoying Qatar a bit too much, isn't he? No, I'm joking, I'm not going to hold them back. Um, aye, so doesn't he? Half time quiz, which is a bit. Why don't we go and steal the a football tic tac toe after the flat chat? <laughs> yeah, flat, flat chat, he's a football tic tac toe. I feel like I play them all, but. Um, right. need to be Have you Hatch. done the football crossover for the day? Aye. Oh, for fuck's sake, of course you have. Oh, wait, actually. The, the day, Premier League, they've got a Premier the, League right, one. Okay, we're going to do, we're going to improvise Oh, well, tough titties, so we've got today. Uh, we're going to do today's football crossover grid um, and basically just play it as three in a row. Um, so on screen, I'm going to put up what it actually is. We're going to switch it over to the uh, bonus football round and hopefully the badges load in. If the, uh, hey, here we go. Swap one out for Celtic. So, <laughs> here we go. We've got our grid for today. It will be on screen for you. It's going to be Ryan McGinley against uh, Kieran Old. So, on the top row, we have the badges of Arsenal, Ajax, and Internazionale. And going down the left-hand side, we've got Premier League champion, the Dutch flag, and wor- one goal in the World Cup since 1954. So, leaves it pretty wide open for you yeah, for today. Um, because you're back today, Kieran, I'm going to allow you to go first on today's edition of, uh, of Sale Tic-Tac-Toe, or Tim Tic-Toe. Um, so, aye, take it away. I'll go Arsenal, the World Cup goal, Robin Van Persie. It was the first oh, person I thought it was. Aye, your first one as well. So, we've got Dolphin Robin... Mm-hmm. We've got Robin Van Persie, who is in first, with only 7.9% of people picking. Mm. Right. McGinley. Uh, I'm going to go for Premier League champion in Arsenal, Samuel Nasri. Samuel Nasri, that's a good pick, by the way. Samuel Nasri has been selected. Good one. Is that the Dutch flag? That is the Dutch flag, yes. Unless they're tricking us with Luxembourg. There's a tap in there, You've got a plethora of options for Dutch. One's already been given as well. I don't know. Let's go... Let's go Gavin Bertz. See if I can get a, so that's a your, low percentage. Your Ajax like and Dutch. So, okay, Kieran's taking bottom left. What was the percentage on that one? 1.9. That's what I like to say. Right. So, okay. Uh, Inter Milan and Premier League champion Ashley Young. Oh, that's a good one, by the way. I forgot he I'm played for, played for uh, Inter. 13% of people picked yeah. him, though. So, uh, Kieran, if you want to block him off, you know where you need to go. Ajax and Premier League champion. Aye. Um, I don't know if he played for oh, if he played for Ajax, but I'm putting a lot of faith in it. Uh, Bergkamp. Okay, right. Let's see. Did he play for Ajax? Yes, he did. So there you go. We've blocked that way off. So Ryan, you've occupied top left and top right. Top left. Aye. It's not a fucking touch screen, son. I know, I'm done, done. <laughs> Visualising. Now what laptop's a touch screen? Some game changing. Fancy that. Is there any way Kieran can let I'm terrible with this? Ah, I'm not getting yet. Just think that. about that. <laughs> the quicker we're out of here, the better. Uh, I don't know if he scored. Go- Did he score a goal? Uh, 
So yeah. Ajax, Ajax World Cup goal, Van Basten, surely. Van Basten. Unless he played for Blaise PSV. Marco Van Basten. It's an incorrect answer, so Kieran can get the win here. So I've got one but I don't know if he scored. Um. <laughs> oh, 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 he can win it here. That's a shocker. Ajax, yeah. World Cup goal. Oh, fuck, who was that I just had made? I had two in my head and then I was like, no, it can't be him. And, and they had basically in the entire history of Ajax, as long as they've scored a World Cup goal. Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff. Surely a correct answer. <laughs> Johan Cruyff is correct. I, I, I was literally <laughs> saying in my head Johan Cruyff and then I was like, did he even score goals? Of course he did score goals. Aye, so well done, Kieran. Yeah. You get the win with the three down the middle. Uh, for Arsenal and Dutch, you would have had a plethora of people. You Bergkamp. could have Bergkamp, Van Persie, of course, Timber, who's, who's just signed. As I mean, well. you can only put Timber because they'll two have been Aye, true, they've been used. Uh, Inter and, and Dutch, I suppose you could have used Schneid- Wesley Schneider. Schneider yeah, aye. exactly. The, uh, uh, De Vrij. Oh, I had of course, Dumfries. Dumfries as well. And then for one World Cup goal, Diego Milito, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Actually, has he even scored at a World Cup? I don't know if he has. I don't know if he's been at a World Cup. Probably has. Was we? Anyway. Was that before? Ah, maybe. 2004? Ah, well, who cares? Anyway, well done, Kieran. You've won the half time quiz today, Kieran. I knew that. Who did you go for against Van Basten? But he must have played for PSV or Feyenoord. Were you trying to be a fight? Didn't he even play for Ajax? Marco. I just assume every Dutch person <laughs> Van Basten played for. I did play for Ajax. I feel like there's no loyalty. He played for two teams, Ajax and Milan. Aye, did he not? Did he not retire when he was like twenty eight or twenty nine or something? Well, he had already won like three Ballon d'Ors. Jesus. Aye. So there you go. Unlucky, Ryan. Uh, right. So. So he played for Ajax. He probably played at World Cups and didn't score. Maybe maybe it was injured. What was, for the, oh, was that the Euros? That Van Basten goal. I don't fucking know. I wasn't alive. Just take your loss. Just take your fucking loss. I really don't take it well. Ah, uh, you can see. <laughs> uh, right, we've, we've basically covered the majority of 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 news. That I oh, guess you guess you just messaged me with a half time quiz. Let's do it. We'll do that and then we'll do a quick fire old preview. God, you couldn't write it. Literally, two half-time quizzes. He's, he's messaged saying mid podcast interruption. Famalama ding dong. So, um, thank you, Kieran. Enjoy what appears to be a Guinness that you're currently drinking. Uh, we have been given our ha- actual halftime quiz now, so fuck it, we'll do it really, really quickly. He said there's no theme. I'm mad with it, and I've picked two random players. Uh, they are within the last ten years. God bless Guinness. Ha- Guinness happy hour, God. And uh, here here we go. So it's, uh, who's that tick? Get the tune playing. Um, anyway. Drinking uh, guitar? Aye, make sure he's got a taxi at his front door and he's getting <laughs> today. Right, uh, Kieran, since you've just won a moment ago, do you want play A or play B? I'll go play A. Play A, okay, right. Kieran, your player. Oh, player and, uh, this is a change uh, up for the book. Kieran, your player joined Celtic from Dundee United and he left Celtic to join Genkler Beldigi. What? In the last 10 years, he joined... Spell that out. G-E-N-C-L-E-R-B-I-R-L-I-G-I. With the accents on a couple of the letters. Is it Turkish? Uh, So the last 10 years, Dundee United to Celtic to Genschler... Nadir Chief Yes, it is Nadir Chief Well done. See, wasn't that hard? 
I had no idea what the fuck you were saying that second team. Um, I, I didn't even guess, Tucky. Kieran is actually, in his time of being drunk, has spelled, has not actually given me a, a team here for your players. <laughs> so, uh, but your player, uh, Ryan McGinley, for player B, he joined Celtic from Feyenoord. Obviously, we're going to talk about it in a moment, so that's quite a nice transition. And he left Celtic to join Coritiba. That Brazilian team, Curitiba. Yes. If that's the case, it's Big Z. Big Z. Colin Kazim Richards, correct. Well done, boys. It was a quick one as well, so we've done pretty well there. There you go. That's that. Let's move. Hearts, by the way. Aye, aye, aye. Big Z. Streets won't forget him. Right, let's uh, move on to Feyenoord because we may as well do a wee mini preview. We won't be together before the game, um, but it is the the start of Celtic's Champions League group stage campaign um, and one that a lot of people are fancying their chances and uh, Ryan with that, that draw um, one of the nicer draws that we've had in the last few years but still a tough job for Celtic yeah I got a bit of stick in another podcast that I did for calling it a Europa League group I didn't mean it until did you get some stick for that eh? yeah because it looks like a Europa League group with the teams that are in it they're maybe all pot two teams rather than a pot one team well, apart from maybe Athletic Madrid, but they go up and down with their, with their uh, rankings and pots. But yeah, it's definitely a, a group where I can see all the teams taking points off each other at some point, and you're just hoping that Celtic are in a good place towards the end of that. You're hoping, as long as they're not fourth place at the end of it, then Europe after Christmas, which would be absolutely ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, got to win the home games, but if you can take anything away from home, then that'd be absolutely brilliant. I know that Feyenoord are going through a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. Is it Ueda that's uh, Ueda's out, uh, Bijlow's out, Gertrudia, Gertrudia could two be other strikers are injured. Uh, Jimenez is suspended. <coughs> aye, one's um, suspended. So aye, they're in a bit of a crisis themselves. Don't have Danilo anymore. Don't have Danilo either. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's <So>, the Rangers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a... It's going to be a difficult game. Arnold plays some really nice stuff with Feyenoord. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's madness. What could have been? I know this could have been Ange Postecoglou leading mm-hmm. us into this game if Arnold Slot just said would that yes. Would mean Brendan Rodgers would have been the Feyenoord manager? Hmm, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be nice to come face to face with the guy that mucked it all up after <laughs> the treble for not taking that job. But no, he's a good manager. Clearly destined for bigger things in the future. He's seen play some really nice football, so I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that game. Hopefully Celtic can get at least a draw from it. I think a draw would be a tremendous result. Yeah, Kieran, how would you like to see us kickstart this this group stage campaign? I'm pretty much in the same vein. I think a draw would be a massive result because, I mean, away from home in the Champions League, you're always going to take a draw. I know people are looking at Feyenoord and it, it kind of irks me a wee bit because I've seen this story too many times before where teams, on paper, they're the easier teams, so everybody just sort of disregards that they're actually a good team and they're there for a reason. I mean, they're the part one team, obviously, but the way seeding and that works for the placement of the league. So we're looking at the part one team as the one that people are expecting us to win at home, at least. But I've seen this story with Borussia Mönchengladbach, with Shakhtar Donetsk, like teams that, on paper... Maybe, I think Borussia Mönchengladbach was the one that you look back on, like, why the fuck were we expecting to beat them home and away? Like... But it's just the annoying thing. It's like, especially at Celtic Park, when you think, right, the easier team in the group at home, like you expect us to win, and then against Gladbach, it was 2 0 at home, and then Anderlecht as well. Like, I mean, we beat them 3 0 away, and then got beat 1 0 at home. It ended up no mattering. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd draw would be a massive result. I know they've got a couple of strikers out in that, but they've still got quality all throughout their team. Yep. 
Like they're a really good side. I mean, I've I've only seen them play a couple of times. I mean, when we were in Eindhoven, we seen them play against Ajax. I think that was a game that at David uh, David Classen got hit with the coin. Yeah, no, uh, was it? May have been. And I remember him scoring, but I'm not sure. Um, David Classen, is he not back at Ajax? Did he get a, did he get an arm move? I knew he was at uh, Ajax last Aye. season, but I don't know. I'm going to look that up right now. I mean, granted, it has no real. I plays for it. Um, That's absolutely. He played for Everton. Right. <laughs> like, um, but fine, fine. good side. I mean, they're the Dutch champions mm-hmm. for a reason. They're, it's, like, they're it's, a damn it's a good, good league, especially when you've got two teams. That, I mean, Ajax won it at their best last season. Yep. But I mean, you've got PSV, seen them beat Rangers. Like good, good squads are competing against three strong teams competing for the title. So, like you see the players for all these teams selling on. I mean, I watched your video and I never realised they'd sold that. Is it Cookchu or whatever? Aye, aye, Benfica. Benfica. So it's like they're bringing in big fees for players bigger than what Celtic get. So you know, but you know what Dutch clubs are like. Even bringing up players through the ranks, and that's always consistent. Quality, one of the things so. that I pointed out in my video that took me by great surprise is the fact that you go through all four teams in our group. Who spent most money this summer? Feyenoord. Mm-hmm. Who spent more money than, than Lazio, more money than Atletico Madrid? Maybe not on wages, considering Aye. Atletico are signing the likes of Antoine Griezmann. But Memphis Depay as well. In terms of transfer money spent, they have they've spent the most money in this group. Um, they're a team that that have outspent Celtic. So it's about managing your expectations, isn't it? Because you going into these games, you, you want Celtic to win, but. You've got to understand you're coming up against real quality. I mean, like even in the past couple of seasons, they've done really well in Europe. They made it to the Conference League final yeah, against Roma last year against Roma, who mm-hmm. made it to the final. Mm-hmm. So and they were knocked out by the finalists last year. Um, good side, good side. Yeah, and they've also got a conf- competent FA that get the best TV deal. Now I'm not saying that that was coming. Don't start me this discourse. No, no, I know, I know, I know, but. You know, a lot of money getting pumped into the league. Like, that is a better level mm-hmm. in Holland. That aye. is, you will pay more for a better level of football. They've got free sort of, not super, well, are they super? They've got free. free they've got really, free European Cup winning sides. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. three massive teams in yeah. the grand scheme of things. So they do have that. You know, but the but the referee do back the league as well, mm-hmm. and they know how to get the best out of it, and that's how they can spend so much because they they've got that money coming through. Yeah. Um, they're well run they're clearly very well run and you know they're a good club by all accounts and I'm sure the people that are going over there to Rotterdam will have a great oh, time oh they'll have a, a blast I'm, I'd assume um, it's a really exciting group I think it's one that I think does present a good challenge for Celtic and one that we could we could pre- progress from you never know to, to the Europa League or Champions League I just hope that we kind of start it in the same sort of positive that we did that first year when the Rodgers came in I remember the first game being uh, well, it wasn't the first game, but the first game at Celtic Park against Manchester City. Yeah, let's forget about the first game. Let's forget about the first game. Let's forget about the first game. But I did forget about. Let's pretend the first game was Manchester City. You know, there was positives in that group when Rodgers first came in, and and you've got to maybe argue. And actually, I don't think there's much of an argument. He's, he's got a better side now than what I think he did in that first season with mm-hmm. us then. Um, so hopefully, you know, there was definitely something there when we were in Europe with Rodgers. There was something that that there was positives there because twice he got us to the last 32 of the, the Europa League um, so see I've got a question because a lot, a lot of people are thinking like, obviously place, people sort of thought last year in Champions League there was maybe a wee bit of naivety around the way we were set up but no really well, we end up leaving ourselves open with counter attacks and that but and we never got the results but see people saying oh Jink will be a bit more hangy this year with Rodgers and he'll actually change the way we play because Andrew's always like my way or no way doesn't he change it Mm -hmm. 
but people think about pragmatism with Rogers, but Rogers is oversaw some of the biggest hidings we've ever had. So, like, and that was where I was sitting back and defending. So, you've just got to hope that we can defend a bit better this time around. But is pragmatism like people are saying, oh, we're going to be more pragmatic and like change the way we play? But the last time we've done that, I'm not. I'm not trying to be negative here, but. How do you think we're going to set up to play? Because Ange, it was all pretty much gung ho. I just, I, w- I would just like to see Rodgers go with what he wants to do rather than massively changing. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. You obviously tinker through the game and, and do what the opponent try and counter what the opponents are doing. But I don't think there's any reason for us to go in and start playing five at the back and nah. sitting too deep. There's no reason for us to suddenly change up and go all guns blazing either. Just I get feel like sitting half in Europe is weird. I mean, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because like, if you sit half in Europe, you're just letting them do yeah, what they want until they score. But bam. then if you leave yourself open, the criticism, you, you can't really win, to be right. fair. But you just need to hope luck's on our side and we actually come in with a good bit of form behind us because I think a good result on Saturday will keep the positivity I know it's done at home but like a good bit of positivity going into what could be a really tough away day because it's a, a tough place to go oh, with some stadium. atmosphere keep. I, I'm excited we mm. won't do score predictions of that because we, we nah. probably should let Saturday nah. um, guide us a little bit in what we think uh, and who knows the way things are going who knows what the 11 will be on Tuesday uh, but what I will say is we will be back on the podcast next week and we'll react to our first Champions League game. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited though, it's a good group once again. I, I, I think I asked you last time, has there been any development? Are you going to bother going to any away trips this year? I don't think so, no. Yeah. Um, see, after you said about you don't want to be walking about and not having and a ticket, ticket. For the game, yeah. I don't like the thought of that as well. I don't like the end of my night. Not the end of my night, but like having that that time when you should beat the game, but uh, not the game. I struggle with, with that when there's a game in Glasgow and I can't uh, go to. No, uh, we, we've done that when we went to Valencia but I mean that was we, we basically just took that as an excuse to go to Benidorm for <laughs> yeah, yeah. a Monday that's the advantage about like I would do it for Valencia again because you get Benidorm for Aye. a few days you get Aye, um, but we, uh, we, we're on our feet oh, we came, we've got a ticket for Madrid and mm. hopefully hopefully Lazio sorts itself out praying um, for the so. praying for poor ticket sales from the Lazio faithful Aye. well not so faithful hopefully <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Right, um, aye, that's that's pretty much everything. Um, I'm going to go and start getting the Twitter questions loaded up while I'm doing so. Uh, thoughts for the week? What have you been doing? What's what's on your mind? I'll start over on the left. Kieran, any rants? Anything at all? Hey, well, Jamie crunched me at fives last <laughs> night, and my ankle's swollen up like a golf ball. So there's that. But apart from that, we were on the winning team, though. We won. Aye, we did. Yeah, we won. Uh, Budgement tears. <laughs> uh, Ryan, yourself, any anything for the week? I went to see that past life. Good. It was very, very Enjoy good. Enjoy it. Yeah. Good. Um, I think ever since I watched Parasite, it's kind of opened my eyes to sort of foreign movies. Yeah. I really did enjoy that, but it was half and half. I was about to say, is this it's, one as Korean? No, because it's, it's, it's basically it's set in New, New York, York, isn't it? But yeah. there's bits in Seoul as well. If if you if you get a chance to go and see it, it is really good. Speaking of programs and like films and that, I watched that Hijack with Idris Elba, the one that was on Apple TV. Really, really good. good. It's only it's only seven episodes, but I'd uh, highly recommend. I'd, I've been keeping up with uh, Ahsoka. That's me, so episode five. I've even watched the new yeah, season of Mandalorian. I've like, not finished it, but uh, Ahsoka's been brilliant. I've enjoyed that. I've seen uh, the spoiler alerts, obviously, but I've seen those bits. Aye, you know, as as a grown up as a prequel fan, I've not even watched Andor either. Yeah, but I still not going. And I thought I would because I liked Rogue One. Yeah. So, I know. You know. Ah, well, um, 
Let us know what you've been watching this week, viewers. And tell us what you've been watching. Watching Succession as well. Started that again, so that's pretty good. Right, it's time for the questions. So let's batter through these quickly so we can get on to the full-time quiz and get ourselves up the road. Uh, Carl, as always, Friday night kickoffs in the cinch. Thoughts? I don't know, because it sounds... I mean, we went to a Friday night game. Aye, come on. Right, come on, look away 2016. Yeah. But, I mean, I suppose it's all right, isn't it? But Selfishly, I, I would say no. I just like having something to look forward to on your Saturday or your Sunday. Whether it be home or away. No, I'd take a Friday or a Sunday. Well, well, aye, maybe a Sunday. But even at that, like, if I I just... There's something about a game, a Celtic game especially, being a Friday night and it's done out the way and I'm like, well, that's that. I feel like that's my weekend gone. I just hate it. Get beat. Ah. See a Sunday game at Celtic Park, I hate it. Aye, aye, I hate Sunday's Sunday's God's Day. To lie in bed, Watching the Sunday, Super Sunday. Um, but selfishly, I'd say no, just for that reason. I just like having my Saturday games. That's the spot for the the Championship games anyway on uh, yeah. BBC Scotland. So I quite enjoy them when they're on, like having maybe a Queen's Park game and a Partick Thistle. But there's Premier League games on and, and Bundesliga yeah. on Fridays as well. It'd be too congested. I'll take my Saturday three o'clock because it means that we're not in Europa League or we're not in Europa League before Christmas. I do. Right, Ad the lad has run out of questions. So he says, is there any good stories for this week? I can't even think of any good stories for this week. Yeah. He's pretty boring at the minute, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't care. And the notes happened. Ah, hi, sorry. What did, did we do last weekend? Uh, I sat in the house all weekend. <laughs> oh, I mean, I tried that uh, Turkey FS in oh, so Merchant City. Really aye, good. Aye. Went to that Frank's Pizza on the Sunday. And finishing, I look decent. Yeah, look decent. Uh, sorry, Adam, we're not uh, that exciting this week. Um, he's got any Euro wages? Yep, Cami. We, me and Kieran will be in Madrid and Rome. Rome. I was about to say in Lazio. Who should start now in the wing since Abada will be out long term, says Liam. Is it Yang's place for now? I think so. Simple as that. Any better option at this point? Yeah. Uh, Aidan asks is getting 6 points and finishing 4th in the Champions League group acceptable or is it only acceptable if we finish 3rd or higher I think I like to see progression this year and I mean uh, last year we had the whole quite devastating uh, we, we, we could, 6 points and finished bottom you know, like last year like we were sitting talking about oh we can take the, the positives of the performances and that. it's alright to say that for one year but you do need to kick on the next year and actually at least get to Europa League and I think with this being the last time you'll ever be able to do that like drop into Europa because that's not a thing aye, in, under it. the new format so I wouldn't even mind doing that this time round because realistically we end up getting something awful in the, the round of 16 anyway so I, w- I would take third place in this group I saw that you could even get somebody awful in the Europa League <laughs> you look aye. at some of the teams oh, know, there as well especially because you don't get seeded do you? you end up having you play the playoff aye, round with the, the teams, teams that finish second uh, right, Paul McFarlane, what, have you got any match rituals before, during, after? I don't really feel like I do. Maybe for like big games or things like that. I feel like for Europe we always end up at the CSA. I always go there before. A ritual. But I don't really have anything that would be like, I need to. I, I, I need do think that's a successful that. ritual. Be I, no, I feel no, like I've not no, seen no. his wins. <laughs> 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 no, no. Oh, you, Ryan, I feel like you're a ritualistic man. Mine's changed now because I work. Oh, I right, so, right, right. so, so do a pre-match, do a post-match. If that's ritual or that's, it's work, it's aye. two and two together, you know. <laughs> but before I would go in the, the, I'd go in the car with my uncle and my, my other uncle and my dad and my cousins to the games. But 
I just take the car myself now. Yeah. No, it's a good deterrent. It stops me from drinking. So yeah. sometimes I tap that wee barrier thing above my head when I'm waving mm-hmm. Celtic uh, Park. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. It's not like I feel like every game. Uh, I do have a an actual. What? Instead of going down the stairs, that you know how you just for me in the north stand upper, I go right to the end and then go down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes there's signs on the the seats that say you're not supposed to do that. I like to live a bit rebellious at times, so I just go to the end and then down. Because I, I don't like, I hate waiting Aye. on the on the stairs. I swear, we've got the slowest moving stairs. I know, like you see everybody everybody's flying. And then at 4-1-2, it's still stowed back. I don't understand, it's always the same. Um, right, Drew's asked, this is a weird one. I've never no, had anything like this, and I like this. Uh, rank and rate. I'm not going to rate, we'll just rank. Rank says Drew. The Stone Roses, Oasis, and the Smiths. For me, it's as simple as going... Oasis, Stone Roses, Smiths. That's mine. Smiths are at the top for me. Oasis, second, Stone Roses. I don't like Stone Roses or the Smiths, so <laughs> they could be interchangeable. But I'll probably just go with your one, Ryan. The Oasis, see, I like Stone Roses, Roses but I just like. It's I not like, that I pure hate them. I've just never really listened to uh, them. See, I like them, and I've got like the, the like the, the album on uh, vinyl and that. But like. I just feel like Oasis have got a bigger catalogue of music. See, see, speaking of the Smiths, you know how that song they're singing in Gavin and Stacey? Like, I mean, kid on, like, see, when I found out that was a real song, I was in fucking shock. I was like, I thought that was something they'd made up for that. I'm like, that's funny as fuck. And I'm like, wait, what? That's a real song. Brilliant. Uh, Liam's back in saying, happy to see Kieran back. Your biggest fan. Uh, go to kebab shop order. La- go, or go to kebab shop order. Oh, I think that was a command there. Go to kebab shop order. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably just Donald chips and cheese, to be honest. That's my van. I'm a fan of a chicken kebab at the alleys on Shetland Road. That's good. Pakora. Just Pakora? Chicken, chicken pakora and chips. Fair but enough. I do like kebab meat as well. Yeah. Kebab. Uh, pick two, drop two. Pie edition. I've seen I've seen this. Scotch pie, steak pie, kebab pie, macaroni pie. I'd be picking. I'd be picking steak, and I, I've not had kebab yet, so I can't say kebab until I've that pie at Celtic Park. Oh wait, oh, we're waiting for you. Phenomenal. Adam was waiting for your review. Actually, it is phenomenal. Like, yeah. I honestly was expecting it to be pure dug meat inside, but yeah. it's so good. Like, yeah, I actually can't fault the quality of dog meat. Like, see, sometimes you see like frozen packs of dog meat and like your farm foods, and I was expecting to be proper awful, but. The sauce isn't a pure red in it either, but the sauce is there. It might yeah. might not look like it, but I can't wait. We Celtic crest, Celtic crest on the top of the pies now. Get there early again. Speaking of the Celtic Parks, Grant, I want that katsu chicken curry. That, uh, is is that part of the, uh, uh, the smoky trotters? Smoky trotters. Stockton Law. Same. I'm nowhere near there to get it. It's because I've not had kebab. Kebab yet. I'm going to pick scotch and steak. I'm definitely that macaroni. I like a macaroni pie, but I don't. I d- and like it's, it might be controversial but I prefer a scotch pie yeah a steak pie I, 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 if I, it was I, like a kelly pie in the conversation then the kelly pie would be in instead of the scotch pie but I think some steak and gravy pies so are proper scotch and kebab aye ah, okay. I think with a steak pie you've got to watch with a steak bake as well they're a very messy ordeal when you're aye, having them be. Cause they can I feel like, half the, like even like steak bakes like Greg's I think half the meat's pure gristle like, yeah. if you're pitching me off getting that What's that? What's that make? Is it Malcolm's? Aye. Malcolm's. Get them, at, I get them at Hogmanay. Yes, please. I'm not Hogmanay New Year's. I like the I like steak and gravy, like the wee round briefs that you would get at Celtic Park. But yeah. I don't like steak pie with a big 
pastry with that. Do you like the pastry? Oh, that's my favourite part. It's because it always burns. I don't like it when it, it's oh, burnt. I, love, I, love I don't know if it's just the, the cooking in my house that it's, burns uh, it. Might, or. Be, <laughs> might be. I always get a big spare bit of pastry on the side of mine, man. I, I do like puff pastry, but it can be burnt. Oh, yes. So what what two would you be taking then? The top two. So steak and scotch as well, same as me. I'll change, perhaps, come Saturday when I have my first ever kebab pie. I'm getting an early, man. My wee bit of mouldy crest on the top. Can't wait. Uh, right, that's that's basically it for Twitter questions this week. Um, as always, make sure and, and join in with the discussion. To end off today, we're obviously going to go to our full-time quiz, which is going to be hosted by Kieran on the left. But it's a big one for me, because I'm yet to win. I have still not picked up a win. I'm the only person without a win, in fact, because Callum beat Ryan last week. So, yeah, big pressure on me. So, Kieran, take it away. Right, I don't know who wants to decide, how we're going to decide who's player A, player B. Since Ryan's top of the league, you can choose. I'll go first. Right, so, player A. Question number one. Uh, I don't know, I'm seeing if he's got a, a, theme. a theme. Slightly different theme, theme for this week's full-time quiz. Today's focus will be on the Scotland national team. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so, uh, player A, question one. I'm talk about Jude Bellingham instead. <laughs> who scored Scotland's opener against Cyprus last Friday? Oh, for God's sake. Uh, oh, Dear. Was it Scott 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 Mc, in that game? Scott McTominay. Correct. Big McSauce himself is the answer on this. Uh, player B, question number one. How many goals have we conceded in our Euro 2024 qualifying group? I don't even know the results of the game, so I just know we've won five out of five. But I can't sit here and tell you what the results are. Uh, I'll go for two. It's one. I was going to say one. No, and it is Haaland's penalty. Oh. The robot of Oslo I was going himself to say one. with a goal from the penalty spot. Oh. Right, question number two for you, McGinley. How many players did Celtic have called up to the last Scotland squad? This one just here, the latest one. Get it right. Just the one, Cal McGregor. Correct. Oh, we so that's 2-0. You need to make it 2-1 here, Ryan. Eight. <sighs> Question number two for you, Ryan. True or false, Cal McGregor has scored at least five goals for Scotland in 55 caps. The only goal I can think of off the top of my head is the one against Croatia, you know that? It's generally the only one I can think of off the top of my head, so I'm going to say false. It is false, and it's just the three goals for him. He's 55 Scotland caps. Right, McGinley, to make it 3-1. True or false, Tommy Burns has been manager of Scotland. Assistant manager, false. It's true. It was true. One caretaker game against Sweden, which we lost 4 1. So that leaves a wee bit of room for you here, Ryan, Good. to tie it up. Uh, so, Ryan, for you, what was our goal difference from Euro 2020? Oh, right. So we drew 0 0 with England. Was it min- minus four? Correct. Aye. So, is that two each now? That is two each. We're on to question number four for you, McGinley. How many different continents were a part of the Scottish national team selections? I.e., if we had players only from SPFL and MLS, it would be two continents is the answer. That's a good question. Continents? Aye, so where the players are situated. So SPFL counts as one. And like the Premier League would count as another one? Nah, no. that's the same continent. So like MLS is... So how many continents are the, the players playing on? Saudi, Asia... Jack Henry... Um, 
UK, obviously. I'm trying to think if there's any American ones. It's a Africa, any Australian players. I'm just going to go for two. It is correct. It's Europe and Asia. Right, Ryan, uh, level up here then at the final question. How many goals have we scored in the Euro 2024 qualifying group? Is it 11, 12, 13 or 14? But you think I'm sitting here trying to count all the games in my head that can get fucked. So what were the options? 11, 12, 13 or 14? Oh, God, 13. It's 12. Oh, for the love <laughs> of shite, man. To be fair, I just picked and guessed. Right, McGinley to win uh, the quiz. Who has scored the most goals after McSauce in the qualifying group? Get it right. After McSauce, McGinn. And you are today's winner, oh, Ryan McGinley. Oh, fuck's sake! <laughs> Why could you not just get it wrong for the sake of fun? Uh, keep you at the do, bottom, do you want to hear your last question, Ryan? Just, I think I've what most form a row. This <laughs> is a joke. Cut off question. All right, go on. Like uh, right. Ryan Porteous has more goals than, I don't know how to say it, but the, the Georgian boy that plays for uh, Napoli. Uh, aye, true. That is true. Aye. Uh, and then today's tiebreaker. Oh, that's an awful one. Uh, here we go again. Uh, how many goals overall have been scored in our Euro 2024 group from all teams? 39. What would your guess have been, McGinn? 57. Uh, Ryan, you would have been closer because it's 42 goals. Oh, it 12 for Scotland, 16 for Spain, oh. 7 for Norway, 5 for Georgia and 2 for Cyprus. That means I win. I don't know why Kieran even bothered about a tiebreaker question. They wouldn't have even went that far. Shut so. up. <laughs> Go away. Go. McGinley is today's winner. Aye, have you still not got a win on the board? No. No, this is a joke, but because it's like, oh, do I don't even care. Um, that brings what us. What did you expect? It was on an international break. I don't know. There's something about first hack. They have a bad couple of weeks. Quiz or something. I don't know. I've been this like a quiz or something like that. <laughs> I've been this like a quiz. I, I think I did quite well on that. Um, we need to have, a, we need to have a, a big event for the 100th episode with the quiz it needs to be. Get, like a, a, get a quiz night going with a big fat people at tables with our pen and paper. The Circuit Thunder quiz night and some Irish pub in town. <laughs> we'll get Kieran McCluskey walking around the tables, make sure nobody's cheating. <laughs> so the bouncer. Um, bring back Mackenzie for that one. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just bring him out. Who remembers this? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Sorry, Kieran, if you listen. Um, right, that brings us to the end of the show. So, Thank you for, for listening. Um, hopefully when we come back next week we're in very high spirits after a European win, who knows, or we'll either be very sad after European loss. So, uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us this evening. Thanks for having me, mate. And Kieran as well, thank you all. It's been a pleasure to be back. Aye, and uh, we'll be back next Thursday, Friday, uh, for the, the 96th edition of the show. So thank you, good night, hail, hail.